This is the autopsy of an unidentified female, henceforth known as Jane Doe. One thing's for sure, you're not going anywhere. Hey, Dad. I think we should get out of here. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on Nerds from the Crypt, where we'll be discussing another horror movie for uh, and dissecting it, I guess, for your pleasure. Um, with me, as always, is Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Sorry, uh, I just had to laugh at your dissecting joke. <laughs> and Shell, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. So yeah, ready so- to dissect. <laughs> so yeah, so today we will be um, discussing. A um, is it considered a, a, an independent movie? Yeah. yeah, probably. I don't think it got any major release. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about Autopsy of J- uh, Jane Doe. Uh, before we do, we want to go ahead and just go over a couple of things that um, have been in the news or something that will be coming out earlier uh, or later this year. Santa okay. Clarita Diet, we you know, is on. Yeah, Santa Clarita yeah. Diet. I have not started watching that one myself. Uh, Nick says he's finished it, and he's been um, trying to force me it, to watch it. But um, I will get to watch it, but probably it's on today. It's very funny. It's it's more of a comedy show than anything else. Um, but um, the basic premise is Drew Barrymore um, finds out she's turning into a zombie. Okay, yeah, so she good. has to eat people. That's nice. the Santa Clarita diet, <laughs> and uh, it's it just it has a, just an amazing cast, and it's it's funny and um, yeah, it, it's only ten episodes, and by the end you're like, oh, I really want to see more of this. That's how good it is. See, I when I first saw the the preview, I wasn't sure if she was being a zombie or if she was just being a cannibal. She finds out that that uh, being a cannibal helps her or something, whatever. But now that you tell me that, it makes sense. Yeah, you find out by the end of the first episode, pretty much. So it's what? funny. It's it's nice to see Drew Barrymore in a role like that because you know she never does anything like this. So yeah. And that's on Netflix already. That's already streaming and available. So anybody who who's interested in that can go ahead and Netflix and watch that. We also have Gerald's Game based on the Stephen King novel. That's going to be released later on this year. It doesn't have a date yet, but um, I have a quick, I have a little um, synopsis here. While trying to spice up their marriage in the remote lake house, Jessie must fight to survive when her husband dies unexpectedly, leaving her handcuffed to the bed frame. I think she starts getting, um, what is it, uh, hallucinations and things that might or might not be there and ghosts or whatever. Um, I remember uh, I was supposed to re- read a, a book for school. And I went to the library, and this was there. And I'm like, oh, this is good. And I started reading, and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to make a good – I don't think the teacher's going to allow me to <laughs> do a report on this. <laughs> yeah. I had to repl- return it right away. It is based on the Stephen King novel, like I said. Uh, so I'm hoping that it, it does justice to um, Stephen King writing. Uh, most of the times, I don't think they do justice to him, but I think they do better as a series rather than a, a full-out movie. Um, as we saw with Cell, and that's our last episode yeah. that we don't have any intention of bringing up because it was really just, uh, it was pretty I bad. Think it's just, 
I think it's just hard to translate a lot of Stephen King stuff to um, a movie because um, it's like so like narrative heavy the mm-hmm. books like it's descriptions of descriptions and memories of memories and it's like all these things that sort of like I always say Stephen King builds the first third of a book just building a character yeah. and then he does something with that character and you know it doesn't really work um, translating that to a, a movie yeah, well, just just in, like talking about Cell, uh, when the, when I first started reading the book, I, I actually felt like I was able to see everything that was going around in the chaos that that happened in the beginning, and because he was so descriptive of the fire engine turning around and flipping over and and everything exploding and everybody going crazy, and when I saw the movie, it's like yeah, that's nothing like it was described in the book. Uh, first of all, they put it in the airport, but it. it it just is it uh what's it called the film as as a visual media is less dis i guess it feels less um real than the book i don't know if that makes sense it's, yeah, yeah. But, but that's because you get everything at once like what i remember from cell and i didn't read the book is just he's walking through an airport and there's some people fighting and that's pretty much it like mm-hmm. i don't really remember much else and that's because you know the the description in a book that's probably like two chapters before he even you know makes his first move <laughs> yeah and, it, yeah in a movie that's always you know it's it's visual so it's um yeah sort of summarized in like one image uh we have those two coming out on netflix and uh, hopefully like i said um well we hope Gerald's game is good. I know the same three to, from what I've heard and what I've heard from Nick is pretty good. We have a pretty a couple of movies that are coming out in uh, later on this year. We have um, the Cure for Wellness on February 16th, which seems kind of creepy. Uh, maybe not full out uh, horror, but um, it looks like something that might be uh, interesting um, to watch. Uh, we have Get Out February 23rd, which is uh, also it's. Uh, it's it's horror and it's kind of is it black comedy? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to take that tone of the. I don't know. It just says like um, thriller horror. I have not really... seen the trailer for that even, so I don't know. I think I think you had shared that that trailer once, Nick, with uh, with with uh, really? and I. Yeah, it's it's with um, Peel from Key and Peel. Yeah, I know. Um, right. Yeah. It's kind of like a Stepford Wives vibe. Yeah, there you go. That they have, but mm-hmm. yeah. So um, it's interesting to <laughs> check it out. I don't know if I don't know if, how good it's gonna be, uh, mainly because I don't know what the tone is gonna be, even based off the trailer. Because you know how the trailers are, and trailers don't always follow the tone of the uh, for the movie. It, it looks like it can be interesting. It just depends <laughs> on how they execute it. We have uh, the Belco Experiment, March seventeenth. And keep watching March twenty fourth coming out. Uh, what do I have? Experiment looks like it's going to be like some sort of saw like movie. Yeah, it's what is it? It's like a, um, someone doing experiment on people while they're trapped in a building or something like that. Yeah, these people they they work in an office building and all of a sudden the entire building locks down and a speaker says they have to kill like five people or else everyone dies. 
Oh, is, is it kind of like Resident Evil meets uh, Portal? <laughs> um, yeah, I think without the Portal. <laughs> without the portal, like Resident without Evil. the portal gun. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, I think I I saw Stephen King uh, tweet about it and said it, it was looking pretty good. So I'm not sure if he's seen it already or if he's just um, speculating on the on what he's seen so far. I think it's at least going to be somewhat funny, um, like at least the dialogue wise, because um, James Gunn wrote it. Oh, really? I see. I didn't know that one. Yeah. And, okay, cool. Um, he always puts a little bit of, like, funny dialogue, at least, in his movies. Um, was... Especially the ones he makes himself. He almost makes complete, like, funny movies. Did he do but, Slither? Uh, he do. Yeah, he did Slither, okay, and he yeah. wrote the um, Dawn of the Dead, I think, 2004. The only good Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> um, he wrote the script for that um, mm-hmm. and that one was you know the script was really good for that as well yeah so yeah that, that seems like it could be a good one uh, we also have Alien Covenant coming out on May 19th and um, oh, we have it coming out on September 7th oh we have Dark Tower that's supposed to come out July 27th but we have yet to see a trailer we don't know if that's going to stay put or um, what's going to happen with that. And Insidious 4 coming around Halloween with... Um, and, and we also have uh, World War Z 2 that has been pushed back. And we don't I don't think we have a date for that new date. New it was release. supposed to be October, but I believe it's been pushed out to at least the end of the year. Wow, yeah. So I wonder what that means for, for the movie. Sometimes it means it's good. Sometimes mm-hmm. it means it's bad. <laughs> I don't know. And Friday the 13th was is... I yeah. Right now. Yeah, they uh, decided to go ahead and and not do it. Uh, from what I understood of that movie, it was going to be like a prequel, mm-hmm. a, a reboot kind of thing, and they were going to show Jason's father and, and all that. And I don't know. I don't know if we necessarily need to see Jason's father. Uh, we also have a new writer for Halloween, which is supposed to be a part three. I guess taking over Halloween three, the season of the witch. But, I'm kind uh, of excited about that. Yeah, and we have Danny McBride, who is actually one of the co-writers for that um, that reboot sequel right. kind of, of uh, thing. So um, I wonder if they're going to try to like just ignore all the other sequels that came out after it. And Yeah, um, I think they're going to fit it like right in there somewhere. Yeah. So we don't have a release date on that one yet. It looks like it's still in, in pre-production. So hopefully we, we can get a good have, Halloween movie. I was wondering if either one of you seen the trailer for Flatliners because that's supposed to be coming out in the fall. And I've not seen a trailer, but I kind of want to see it because I'm yeah. one of those weird people that liked the first one. I did too, actually. And I think Kiefer Sutherland's going to be back. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's the one that we looked up last time, right? That's one with uh, Diego Luna. Okay, yeah. Um, Ellen Page, you know that? Yes, mm-hmm. the girlfriend Nina Dobre from the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, oh, I was not gonna try that one because I didn't know how to say her last name. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, Kiefer is coming out. Who? Um, September, yes. I think. I is t- I don't know if that's a hard date or. If it's on um, IMDb, um, it's usually usually pretty accurate, but you know sometimes okay. they. So then. 
it hasn't it hasn't been updated, so I'm I'm guessing September 29th is what yeah. I'm showing here. So yeah, it, they're usually pretty good at, at getting the dates right, um, unless the studio decides to move it around. But yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, any other news that we that's come out lately that you guys know? Not so much. Okay. No. So let's get into the autopsy of, of Jane Doe. Shell, you're the one that brought it up um, to me. You're the one that brought it to my attention. How did you hear about uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe? Uh, one of a guy named Chris, that's one of my Twitter friends that knows I like movies, had tweeted to me uh, that it was really, really good and that he knew I would like it. So I decided to watch it. And I read a little synopsis and watched the trailer and found out it was set in, in Virginia in a mm-hmm. small town, which is I live in a small town in Virginia. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this this is intriguing to me. And then I watched it and I really I mean, I really liked it. But uh, just the setting of it alone was creepy for me. Did you recognize the house? No, oh. no, but it could be any it could have been any mortuary or funeral home around here like it or anywhere really (laughs) yeah like even the outside scenes and stuff and we have basements here i don't know if other people do yeah but we have basements in virginia not in texas and so yeah so it was yeah florida doesn't have them either so i was like that was kind of creepy because it was set kind of like in a town like mine um but i i really did like it um yeah but I didn't know what to expect when I watched it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more gory, and mm-hmm. there is some gore, but it actually the story, the way it kind of built and built and built, I, I really like that because I thought that, um, I mean, you definitely get the payoff in the end. That, that's how yeah, I that's, I um, When I first saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be another one of those, you know, paranormal activity kind of movies. Um, because, you know, it's an, it, an autopsy and you see lights going out and mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, it's, all of a sudden the ghost shows up and scares everyone go, woo! Because <laughs> that's what all those movies really are. But, um, when I watch it, I, it, it's, yeah, it's not really that. It's, it, it is very slow paced, um. And it doesn't really have those, you know, jump scares. Um, I said this earlier. Um, I think it's if a paranormal activity kind of movie was done by someone who knows how to make movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, you know, someone who doesn't just read the script and goes like, ooh, scared the audience now. Uh, it's another slow movie because we, we had re- um, recently uh, reviewed The Witch, which also had a small, slow build-up, build-up, and build-up, and build-up, and has a payoff at the end. And this is another one of those. It's not one of those, your typical horror movies that is just a million miles a minute. You know, it, you know, it, it takes its time. It, it gives you, the, it gets you in the mood. It gets you the setting. It gets you into the characters. Oh. Right. It, it is um, like in the witch. You're pretty much guessing all the way through, mm-hmm. like almost until the last ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell is happening? For this, um, you're very close to halfway before you know you stuff already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
weird stuff starts to really happen. And I don't just mean like, you know, you're staring at a weird looking rabbit in the forest. Um, Yeah, I think I thought the twists in this were everything. Um, Just the details of it. Yeah. And I mean, it's an autopsy, so there was sufficient gore, but I don't think it was over the top. You know, I think it was. Oh, it was a bit much at times for me. Oh, I, thought I don't really like more. It was overdone. I mean, but it did kind of. It scared me, and it was. It's very clever. I mean, the movie was very cleverly done. So the thing is, with, with the, the gore thing- here, it's not gore just to, for gore. It's gore because it's an autopsy. Right. It's, it's something yeah. that happens all, all the time, every day. It, it's not um, like saw where it's just no. heads coming off or arms coming off or. Something it was very getting... clinical. Like, yes, I felt it was clinical. And um, we have and we have two great actors. I I, I myself I like Emil Hirsch. Uh, I wish he came out a little bit more stuff. Uh, and we have Brian Cox playing the father in this. So yeah, they um, play the father son duo that are basically working as the coroners. And that's this is what I like about this movie is that it like I said before it's it's character driven. It's uh, you get to see their their dynamic in here and you get to. Um, and we'll we'll get, we'll get to actually uh, going into what the movie's all about and all that in a couple seconds here. But you get to see the it's son. Basically three characters. Yeah, and you get to see the son who's there to help the father, but he doesn't want to be there, so he's trying to figure out a way to tell him, but not tell him <laughs> at the same time, not hurt him. Um, but he feels like he has to be there. And that is really what what I I feel pushes the the story after the. Um, before they even get get the body, right? And I mean, I I felt like it's it's not a big budget film, no. But it kind of has that punch like one. It kind of delivers like one. Yeah, it and, doesn't need a big budget. That's yeah, because it's all mostly one big room. Almost maybe two. all in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and 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 I, and the star is really the is really Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two actors working around her. Yeah, I I think they did a they're more job. the star in this because mm-hmm. all she's really doing is laying on the table. But it's scary. <laughs> so yeah, so the autopsy of um, Jane Doe was directed by Andre Overdahl. Uh, I'm not sure how to say him. I think I think Nick would be closer to be able to say the last name. <laughs> oh yeah, when it when I think o that's has... offensive. Just because I live in Europe <laughs> and it's I think in it's director. O, yes. Like O, like that. Over. Yeah. Over from down. what I know from Norwegian is, uh, you say the O like that. Overdahl. Yeah. Okay. And it was uh, written by Ian Goldberg, Richard Nain. And it's like I said, it's starring Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox, and it is um, distributed by IFC Midnight. I, and as far as I know, IFC has a pretty good streak on releasing pretty good movies. They um, really do. Yeah, it, it, we do have a release date here of December twenty first, two thousand sixteen. So <laughs> it only came out not even two months ago. Uh, and yeah, it's not that old. Yeah, and I I feel like it's already getting traction as far as people talking about it on on Huge the nerds yeah. from the crypt uh, Twitter. Pe- uh, I've I've seen more and more people starting to um to write about it or talk about it. All right. Um, so- one thing, the uh, director, mm-hmm. um, he directed one other really great movie, um, which is completely in Norwegian, um, called uh, Troll Hunters. Yes. 
he did. Yeah, that's pretty much why he got this um, movie. And um, if you haven't seen that, you should definitely see it. It's not really that much of a horror movie, but it's meh. It is close to it, but it's amazing. You can see where the director's talent really comes from. Um, because it's really low budget, but, um, you know, he does a really good job with that small budget. And is, and you said that that's in completely Norwegian? Yeah. And I think the tunnel is as well, which came out this year. So, yeah, and he actually said that he was inspired to do another horror movie or do a, I guess, full-out horror movie after uh, watching The Conjuring. And he actually asked for his uh, agent to look for... Uh, look for a good horror script and that's this is what they brought him and he says that he was immediately interested in it martin sheen was actually uh, cast as uh tommy the father but he dropped hmm. out because of scheduling com- uh, conflicts and he was ultimately replaced by brian cox the um the girl that plays jane doe the body for most of this well i guess like for 99 percent of this she was the only uh, or she was the first person to actually try out for the role. And even after they did more tests and more, they already knew that she was going to be the one. And they said part of the reason why they did that is because she uh, practices yoga. So she knew how to control her, her breathing so she can actually be on the table. So this, oh, is, wow. not, this is not like a body double or like, you know, something that's laying there. It's like, oh, her. it's her. Yeah. It's her there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's. That's something you can always easily see if there's like a puppet or a real person there. <laughs> yeah. It's just true. It, like you can make a puppet it's like look as good as you can, but there's always a difference. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's go ahead and jump into the movie itself. Um, the movie starts off with like a murder scene, something bloodbath in this house, and we see the the cops coming to investigate it and. What I, I, I don't actually get were these people um, doing something down down in the basement? Because this is where they find the body down, kind of half buried. And I guess we can talk about that later on once we actually figure out why the, these people were found this way. They were found, looked like they murdered each other and they're trying yeah. to escape the house. Um, the house was tore up, but there's no there's no real explanation as to what happened to them. Yeah, it looks like they did it themselves. Like they killed mm-hmm. each other, but they they were trying to escape. So it it's kind of weird. And then they they go downstairs to the basement and they find this body of this uh, girl who they, doesn't have a name. Her name is Jane Doe, and she has no um, signs of of um, anything that to indicate how she died or anything like that. So it's kind of like what the hell happened here. And they take them. This is where they take it to the to the funeral home, so that Tommy and um, Austin can can take a look at it. Okay, so we get the body at um at the at the mortuary or what is it the what is it actually called here? Is it the uh, morgue? I guess right. It's the basement of the funeral home, which is where they do the. Yeah, okay. uh, it's a funeral home that has an autopsy, um, like a morgue in it. Yep. Um, it, it. Yeah, most of them do have it, but he seems to do all the autopsies for the um, police as well. So yeah, so, so we... It's probably a really small town. 
So the first time that we're introduced, so the first time we're introduced to Tommy and Austin, they're actually in the middle of finishing up a an autopsy, and we see Tommy, um, the father, teaching Austin or or showing them how to deduce what might have happened or how it might have happened, and that's our first glimpse at at their relationship. When the cop comes in and um, tells them that they found this Jane Doe who has no signs of of um, of abuse or no signs of or showing how they died so they want to know the, the cause of death as soon as possible as, as soon as in the, in the morning and Austin decides to help his father instead of going out with his girlfriend the um, the girl that plays the the girlfriend um, she actually appears in um, Guardians of the Galaxy and in Thor 2 Ophelia Lovibond Love a bond, love something like that. She plays yes. the assistant to the collector. Oh, really? That's her. Yeah, <laughs> the one that decides to grab the 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 gem yeah. or the stone, and she she ends up killing herself. <laughs> so yeah, so she's part of the MCU or part was part of the MCU. So yeah, so we have Austin who decides to stay with his dad. We kind of start learning that. Um, the, that he's staying with his father to try to keep him company pretty much because their mother has passed away and he wants to get away from from being um, working in the morgue and just doesn't know how to tell his dad he his girlfriend gets mad at him for nothing he says he'll he'll do it some some way or another he tells her to leave and come back later on and they start to to um, but uh, they start to do the autopsy right before that though we do see a little bit where they're they're kind of what showing her what goes on in the in the in the morgue. Yeah, does it say at any point that like when the mom died? Because I got the feeling that it was very recent. That's what and I that feel. Was, yeah. yeah, that was mainly the reason I think that he you know stuck around, you know the way he did. Yeah, I um I think it was within the year. I'm not I'm not sure. It seemed yeah, to not have been very long ago. They discussed it in yeah. the elevator, but I don't think uh, they gave an actual time frame, but it was yeah, recent. Because the cat's still alive as well, so it can't be that long. Um, well, although I don't know how long old cats can go. But I don't know. They can live pretty, pretty long time. Yeah. In the neighborhood. <laughs> but um, like you get the idea that like the um, Austin with the awesome name... Um, is trying to wait for the dad to sort of crack, you know, to sort of, you know, break down at some point. Because he's saying, like, you know, you don't have to keep this facade up yeah. for other people. So, yeah. I think the dad is maybe not doing all that well. Yeah, uh, I, I, I see what, what he's trying to say. He wants to be there so in case he does break down, he's able to help him out. But yeah. uh, he's it's not happening, and his girlfriend's already like, you got to tell him we're gonna end up leaving, and you're gonna end up leaving him here. <clears throat> um, when they're showing the the morgue to the to the girlfriend, they bring out the body, and Austin's kind of like, no, we shouldn't really show your body because once you see it, you you can't unsee a, a dead body. And his father's like, go ahead, <laughs> kind of yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Um, they pull out the body, and it um, was it the guy that had the his head, his face covered because he had a shotgun shell or yes. bullet through the head. Um, and she notices a bell on the on the foot, and she asks, "Well, what is that for?" 
Um, it's like, well, because back in the day, um, people who were dead they didn't always stay dead. They always, they sometimes were mistakenly, um, uh, what's it called, ruled as dead. Like in a, like in a coma or something. Yeah. And yeah, they would use a little conscious. bell to make to kind of signal that they're still alive and get them get them out. Um, I always thought that was more of something like they would. I, I remember hearing about that, but I always thought it was something like they would put a little string into the, the casket with a bell on top over overhead, so that um, they can ring it in case they were still alive. But um, I guess the the one on the toe is so that the, the the mortician can actually hear them from within the refrigerator or whatever that they put them in. Well, he's showing the corpses, um, and she sort of gets, well, not completely freaked out, but, you know. Um, at that point, um, um, Austin decides to stay with his dad because the new body comes in, mm-hmm. and the girlfriend leaves, and she says, like, she'll be back later at 11 or something. Yeah, he says, give him, like, a couple of hours, 11. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, she leaves and it's just um, him and his dad um, working on Jane Doe at that point. And they discover that her eyes are kind of like this gray color. Uh, they're real cloudy. And they, they say that it that normally doesn't happen until the body's been dead for a couple of days. Um, and so the body looks still looks pretty clean and rather new for lack of terms um but there's something going on with the eyes you know uh, so they're they're starting to get like suspicious or starting they're starting to figure trying to figure out what, what's going on they realize that her wrist and her ankle bones have been shattered but there's no sign of injury so that's another thing they're like well how, how did that happen if uh, there's, right. nothing, there's no there's nothing there to show that they did something to her and they find um a, a type of uh, what did they call it the the dirt the oh peat yeah peat that is only found in northern United States and I mean Virginia is not oh you find it here as well peat is um basically it's very old soil that has been rained over and sort of eroded into itself and they use that very dark um, color right hmm? is that very dark like black looking color. It's yeah, it's very dark, very black, and they used to do it uh, or use it for um, like heating your house. It was sort of like a cheap replacement for um, coal. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't know that no. one. Yes, um, definitely here it would be in New England. Yeah, New England. Um, actually, Virginia probably as well. Well, no, because they're in Virginia. They're in Virginia, and they say that they don't have that there. Yeah, we don't have it. Oh. Yeah, because Virginia it's not south, like very south, but it's. What would you consider that, uh, Shell? Is that like the middle between north and south? Uh, exactly. We're yeah, like so, right in the middle. So <laughs> New England is still quite a. Uh, I don't know quite a bit or not, but it's it's still up there. So this is where they say that they find that that um, that Pete is in the northern U.S. and so there's no way for it to have come from where they found her. Um. They open up her mouth and she's they, her tongue's been ripped out and um, one of her teeth have been removed and this is non-surgical so it's it's something that they did with like probably with a knife or um, with with a not what is it unsharp pliers yeah or, or pliers yeah right um, so um, so she was mutilated um, as 
as well as her um, her private parts uh, were also mutilated. So they're trying to figure out what killed her because other than actually looking deep in, you know, opening her mouth, opening her eyes, there's nothing to show that they did anything to her. We get the radio turned on and we get that little song that starts coming out. Uh, I was getting ready to mention, <laughs> let the sun shine in. That's that, the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, Pebble sings it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, that song is so creepy in this movie, and it's not a creepy song. It's one of those no, things like when they take that children's. Yeah. Now it's creepy. If I ever hear it, hear it, I'm gonna I'm automatically think of this movie. <laughs> like you're gonna start hearing and, the, and not Pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean it's it's one of those the things that that um, horror movies do every once in a while is where they take a child song and distort it or make it or any song. Oh yeah, well I think it's more it's creepier with with uh, children's songs because it's children's songs are not meant to um, to strike fear. They're more meant to to be playful and they don't take usually they don't take one of the songs that you would try to scare a child with. They use a song that is like. Like what is it? Let the sun shine in. It's it's mm-hmm. not. There's a there's a movie um by your favorite actor Denzel Washington, um <laughs> called Fallen, mm-hmm. where um basically the story is a demon is on Earth, and he inhabits different bodies and kills people with that, um and the demon always sings the Rolling Stones "Time Is on My Side," <laughs> so. I can't hear that song without thinking, like, either there's a demon near, or, you know, thinking of that movie. Is it like Jeepers Creepers? No, not that much. Because I don't hear... <laughs> I, I don't really voluntarily hear Jeepers Creepers song, but times on my side is, like, every now and then it's on the radio, or, yeah. you know... You're in the supermarket getting your groceries, and all of a sudden on the speakers here, time. Wait, wait. He's on my side. They play. They play. And I start <laughs> running around in the supermarket, going like, "Where's the demon?" So they, so they play Rolling Stones in your supermarket. They play the radio in the supermarket, yeah. Well, yeah, they don't do that here. Oh. I don't know. Do, do they do that in Virginia? No. Okay. They did in Germany. Okay, I guess it's yeah a, in Germany. Is it's... that a European thing? Yeah, I think it is. Then. <laughs> it's actually I, pretty I, neat. Yeah, but every I, now and then you sort of hear like, you know, this and this is on sale. I've seen it on like old school TV shows, where not old school TV shows, but TV shows where they kind of go back into like the '60s, and you hear a little song in the background in the grocery store. But it's not yeah. radio. It's more in kind of kind of little tunes or something. So that might be part of that kind of. It might be anyway. something to it. <laughs> so they, um, they cut Jane and she starts bleeding. Which only happens with corpses that are rather new, fresh. Yeah. For, I was gonna really say fresh, but it sounded bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's probably a better word than what I'm saying. I'm saying new. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so they um, they cut the chest open, corpse bleeds, and it's not just a little bit of blood; it's a, it's a, quite a bit of blood. And um, they look at her waist, and they they realize that it's smaller than than um, 
usually is for a woman. And they, they kind of say that only happens for from wearing a corset. Or, and that hasn't really been a trend in the United States, at least, uh, for hundreds of years. And that, that happened way back in the day. So that's something that's also kind of uh, abnormal about, about Jane Doe. Yes, yeah, very disproportionate to the rest of her body. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny. I mean, corsets are a thing in certain circles, but um, yeah. I don't think this, you know, person was, you know, into that. Um, so they do take the blood and they, they store it so they can test it to see what what they can find about the blood. And later on, they, they figure out that the blood is actually spilling out of the fridge. Um, which is something weird happening already. So, so little couple things. That's a, I think that's the actual first thing or second thing that happens that's weird after the radio starts playing that song. Yeah, it's sort of um, they say it later actually like actual them saying it to each other, but every time they um, cut her open or they investigate something about her, um, something happens. Yeah. So you know the first time they. Um, look at things then the radio switches on the second time like the light starts flickering every right. now and then and every time they sort of you know cut something and remove something something happens to well at that point they say to slow them down or to stop them mm-hmm. I, I would say that the surprises are what makes the film go from good to great because like as viewers we start getting let in on secrets through the images as they do the autopsy, like symbolism, Roman numerals, um, drawings, things like that. And like you said, the Pete and inevitably like my mind is trying to figure out why are these things happening? So I think that's what you start to do. And I don't know but about you guys, but I like a movie that makes you think. So to me it was very cerebral and I just, I thought it was the best part of it. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of, like, because um, at one point they cut her open and, like, her organs are all, like, scarred from, you know, scarring from someone actually slicing into Mm -hmm. them. Slicing into them um, or probably stabbing or doing something. But the the organs are still intact. (laughs) So so to them, it looks like the, like the, the corpse is fresh. But everything that they're finding out, it looks like it shouldn't. It's not something recent, so it doesn't make sense to them. Uh, like I said, they store the blood. They open her up even more to look at the lungs, and the lungs are like really black, really. Um, what is it? Um, it looks like the, that she's um, suffered third degree burns, and but you can't tell. Once again, you can't tell by the body itself. So they're still trying to figure out what in the world's going on. Uh, like you said, they find the scar tissue, they find the cuts on the in the um, in the in the organs, but there's no cuts on the skin. Um, this is when when they start hearing things outside of the examination room, and I believe you see something through like a glass or through something in in the background. And Austin turns around, and it's nothing there. So it's kind of one of those like little fake jump scares because you thought you were going to turn around something's going to happen but there's nothing there um so i think this is this is where they start to believe that there's something in the there's they're hearing something moving around up in the in the vents and ends up being the cat 
and um, this is where where they find the cat. It's injured. They they, I guess they end his misery, and they and they put him in the in the incinerary so that they can uh, cremate him. Um, the saddest part of this movie, by the way, is do you, I've noticed that people have more of a tendency to be to be hurt or be sad when an animal gets killed. Rather than when than when the human gets killed. Yeah, True. humans are horrible. Like <laughs> I don't even like cats, and I'd rather see a person die in a movie than a cat. Yeah. Oh no. Like the saddest movie ever for me is um, what's it called? Um, I Am Legend. Oh. When oh, Will yeah. Smith has to kill his dog. Yeah. That's the saddest movie I've ever seen. People were upset when John Wick when they kill his dog. Like that, they kill. The second sentence. Oh, stop! <laughs> I just watched uh, watched a movie recently where that happened, and and it was very upsetting. Like it I is. I shouldn't have watched this. It is yeah. way more upsetting to see Animal an animal just shouldn't die. die. Yeah. We should just like put all medical research into making sure animals don't die <laughs> well uh yeah so it 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 gets it gets to um and that and the thing is that the cat has nothing to do with the movie it has nothing to do with uh, other than than help um i guess show a time frame of how far along the mom has passed away because what was it the cat and the mom the cat had disappeared once the mom passed away or something yeah during the autopsy, they find a type of weed or type of plant inside of the stomach, which is used as a paralyzing agent. So it looks like they were um, used her to put her to sleep or put her so she wouldn't move. I guess while they're torturing her, they broke her ankles, they broke her, her wrist, and they stabbed her a couple times. And they, this is what they used. Um, it's something called Jimin, Jimison weed, something like that. I didn't yeah, write it down. I, um, I kind of just trying to remember. And this is where we hear yeah, about a, like an herb. Yeah, it, it made an old old school type of um, of sleeping aid, I guess, or or paralyzing agent is more like to kill somebody, I guess. Um, so we hear on the radio that there's this big storm coming, and they like, like we better we we should leave. But the father is like um, he wants to finish what he started, so Austin decides to stay. And um, this is where we find a piece of tooth or her missing tooth wrapped in a piece of cloth in her stomach and it has these weird writings and i believe it has a drawing on there is that, am i correct yeah it's the weird symbol that you later on see uh yeah, again yeah uh so this is another one of the things that what, what shell was talking about is that it, it uh as you're going through as you're as we're seeing these characters do their their work, their autopsy, they're finding more and more clues, and it gets creepier and creepier because it's like, what in the world's going on? And the parchment that they find in in her looks pretty old. So um, they really don't know what's going on with the parchment because they, they find that they have Roman numerals on it, they have something like that, but they don't really know what to make of make of it. This is where we actually start opening the skin. Um, taking it off the the body and once they pull it back they see more of the writing on underneath her skin 
which looks like it's tattooed on there, but how the hell are they going to get under the skin to do that? Um, and while they're doing this, is, this is when all the lights start to explode. So I, I feel like this is the part where it like amps up, right where they start opening up that skin. Oh, yeah. The, action, the, the, the evil action starts to amp up here against them. So this is part of this is the part of the trailer that um, I think you were saying that you thought it was going to be more like like paranormal activity or something like that because this is what's going on and it kind of has it does kind of have that feel like we're seeing it through through a lens or something. Yeah, but like um, in in the trailer, there's just you know, bam, and then there's like it looks like a jump scare, but there's actually a build up, which is why I like this movie. Yeah. More than one of those movies, and then they find out that the the storage units or what, where they have the bodies are empty. The, the bodies aren't there anymore. Uh, they're like, okay. Now, yeah. uh, there was was there two or is it three bodies? I, think uh, that, I don't know. Couple. I know there was two. There may have been three. There was the guy. There's one the girl. guy with the and shotgun the face. Yeah. Then there's the woman with you know sewn up and then there's the burn victim oh yeah okay so oh, that's three. right yeah, yeah the burn one. so yeah so, so there's at least three so and and they they, get, they escape is what it sounds like um they escape without them noticing in the whole the whole in the little time it took for all the lights to explode and them trying to figure out what the hell's going on and uh so they try to they try to what is it this is when they try to leave but the elevator is not working and then we they realize that there's something that's blocking the door. Um, they try to call the sheriff, but the but the line's not working. So the, the, it looks like this thing is not gonna let them leave. And uh, they hear a bell coming in the hallway, so they believe it's one of the corpses coming to get them. And the dad. Um, am I getting ahead of myself here now? No, no. This is the point where. Basically everything around them starts blinking and making noise and just you know it's it's you know almost like something's coming to get them. Yeah, uh, there's this po- there's this point where they're in a office or and the dad goes back towards the restroom or whatever, and um, Austin sees like a shadow or a something reflecting in the mirror or something and then he calls out to him and there's nothing there all of a sudden the dad gets taken away so that um that was a little bit of a jump scare but he goes in and there's nothing there and the and the dad's like i saw its gray eyes which means it was the corpse right yeah so and of course the dad gets all bruised up um so they decide that they're gonna they're done with the the with the autopsy they're gonna cremate the uh the body uh, when they try to open the, the the furnace, it doesn't open, and the and they're locked inside the the room, the autopsy room. So Austin's like, "F it, I'm gonna burn this body." He just <laughs> starts throwing um, yeah. gasoline. Everywhere. He does the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Because if you were to like actually burn a body like that in a room that won't open, you'll die. You'll suffer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you'll burn up all the. But oxygen. I think I think his um. His thought was, if it burns, the doors will open. Yeah, maybe it'll stop him. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think he was thinking it through all the way. But what, what's crazy is that we get all this big-ass fire. It goes all over the ceiling, and 
and then the the fire dies down the body is left intact with no nothing going on and i think they they realize here that the organs that they removed decayed like rapidly without without being inside the body or once they open the body yeah they definitely figure yeah. out something supernatural is going on so the, um and this is where Austin tries to leave the room by using an act or using something on the on the door and when he the door gets an hope and they see one of the bodies outside and um i believe that part is cgi uh but most of i think mostly everything else is is used is is not it's not cgi it's actually pretty pretty practical there's not a lot to to use cgi in this one anyways no yeah so they decide they're able to get out they decide they're going to go use the elevator when it turns back on they rush to get in but it doesn't close, and this is where they hear the the yeah I don't know if it's the bell or they just hear a body or coming towards them, and the dad uses an axe to attack the body outside, and of course I, I saw this coming. I did but, too. Uh, but uh, they 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 um, look out and it's actually the girlfriend who's come back to to go on the date with Austin, and yeah. now she has an axe to her her chest. And she's dead. Yeah, she's yeah dead. she dies instantly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, and I guess that's how it's coming, but it, it's still like the way that Emil Hirsch and, and Brian Cox played this little part out, you, you know, like, geez. Uh, the dad now is like filled with guilt because now he's not only uh, killed a person, he killed his son's girlfriend, the girl, the girl that he loved. And of course, uh, Austin is now doesn't want to do anything, he just wants to be there with the body. But they, they eventually decide they need to stop. Um, they need to actually go and finish the finish the autopsy. Um, so they go back, and I believe this is the part where they start looking through like the Bible and they start looking through uh, books um, that about what they well, be because they realize that the little parchment or whatever it was is a Bible verse. Yeah, they fi- find out that the thing that the tooth was wrapped into. Mm-hmm. They um, fold it and it says Leviticus. Um, was it 23? I think it uh, was 2027. Yeah, and it's um, where um, someone who communes with the dead um, uh, is a witch. It's basically what it says. Yeah, and the Roman numerals uh, that they ha- they found it actually reads 1693. So they're starting out like, oh crap, this is a really really old. Um, yeah, late 1600s. Yeah. And they oh. sort of put the like the things together, uh, burned lungs, mm-hmm. smashed um, um, what that? Ankles uh, and elbows and ankles. Yeah. And um, what was the other thing? Uh, burned lungs. Um, yeah, the markings. The symbols. The stabbings and yeah. all that. But uh, yeah. not only that. I think the symbols. I think the symbols they found inside of her too. He's kind of putting it together. Yeah, and it's, this is 1693. But when they open up the skull and they take out brain tissue, the brain tissue is still alive, still active. So they're like, "What's going on?" And this is where they figure out that something, a mysterious force, is keeping her alive. And that's when they start looking at all the stuff. So they start to think that maybe she died as part of the Salem witch trials, and that she really was a witch. But the father is like, no, it can't be because no actual witches were killed during the Salem witch trial. It was just more of a mass hysteria. So he starts to do what if what they did to her, killing an innocent person, 
actually created what they were afraid of and she was and her her spirit or or her or, you know whatever is actually out for revenge for what they did to her right so I, and i guess this is the, the little twist you're talking about is that it, it you were thinking maybe it's a witch maybe it's a witch maybe it's a witch it wasn't a witch it was someone who's innocent who got turned into something that they were scared of that they were trying to prevent and then that created the monster that they were trying to destroy or she was just the witch <laughs> well see that well yeah because we're never actually told if she yeah, was exactly. a witch or not so we were left to to decide if if um what they what they believe is true or if what we or what we want to believe is true right and i also think they definitely set us up for a sequel at the very end um but when everything happens and you're trying to say well was she a witch or was she just turned into a witch i think in that final scene um the bell you know in the final scene said i mean that, to me that's sequel material right there folks that's you know <laughs> yeah. it's like oh my yeah so, so i would expect it so yeah so like we're like, it's left open to well, for us to decide um whether she was a witch or not it's up to you um we actually see the father decide to see well he decides that this body's not going to stop until we until we feel what she felt as they were doing all this stuff to her. So he offers up his body for for him to feel it as long as his son is left alone. And we see the dad start going through all these different things. His bones start to break and he starts to suffer. And Austin actually has to kill his dad to to kind of end his suffering, kind of like what he did with the cat, but with his father. And um so austin i believe this is where austin hears the the sheriff up up above the um the, yeah. above the cellar and he says that there's he hears like there's a there's a tree that fell over the cellar i'm removing it can you push the door and he can't open the door still and then the the the, the sheriff starts to sing that song he's like oh crap like he knows it's not <laughs> the sheriff he knows it's the witch again or the girl jane doe and he turns around and sees his father and he kind of gets scared and he falls over the railing and kills himself or dies from the fall. Uh, so, yeah, nobody survives. <laughs> no one survives in this one um, that's in the house. Except maybe Jane. Except maybe Jane, yeah, because they... Well, Go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing. Jane is, like, magically sort of put together. You know, her blood goes back in her. Yeah. Um, all the organs are back in no slicing on the outside anymore and she's just laying there on the table so this is where so, i'm asking what did the people at the beginning of the movie that were they in their basement and they found something and they they kind of unearthed her unearthed her and all this happened to them um because i don't see if she was down in the basement buried under the basement for all these years why nothing else had happened or they would have actually said something like, you know, this is not the only time that this has happened. So I feel like they accidentally stumbled upon her, and then all that stuff happened. And since the father and son were doing stuff with and had the body around, that all that stuff happened to them. To the point where the sheriff is like, get that body out of my county. Get it out of here. Right. <laughs> like, and that is where we hear, when we see the uh, the body inside the uh, the ambulance, and we hear the little 
well, we hear the radio change again to the song, and then all of a sudden it's uh, the bell rings. I sure, think she her twitches. Toe, her yeah. toe twitched, yeah. It's like so, the first time she ever moved. <laughs> that that did not involve the uh, the rest of them moving her around. Right. So yeah, so um, that's the movie. That's basically the the movie in a in a um, nutshell. Um, I would hope that a sequel would be a prequel, so we can figure some of the beginning out. That's one thing I would like to know. I think this is just a sequel to The Witch. <laughs> oh, is is that are you trying to say that's they Thomason? Couldn't get this. Yeah, they just couldn't get the same actors, but it's just Thomason. That actually would be I, good. <laughs> yeah, I actually think it was a little underrated on IMDb. I think it has a six point nine right now. Yeah. On IMDb. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was seeing. It doesn't have high scores for the most part. The highest score it has is on Rotten Tomatoes, which is eighty four percent. But it has yeah. 6.7 on IMDb, has a 63 out of 100 in uh, Metacritic. Yeah, I still uh, so, think we get a lot of originality. And to me, I, I rate I would rate it a whole point higher just for it had wicked originality. I mean, and it, it was and it scared me with the supernatural, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. And it kept adding and adding drama and mystery like throughout the film. So I think it was it's a little underrated as far as. Maybe some people who didn't get it need to rewatch it. I don't know. I think it's I think um, it got a six point nine. I would give it a solid seven. Um, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever. I don't think it's really that original because you know, like I said, it's a simple premise. It's um, I, I would I give think, it higher than that. Well, not not because uh, anything else other than it actually creeps me out it's not scary uh-huh. it's not like i like it's before it's not it's very hard for me to actually feel fear in watching a horror movie uh it's um but it did give me the creeps as i was watching it and it and it that build-up kind of is what helped the feeling for me is like okay what's going on and then it kind of like something little would happen and something a little bit more would happen and like, uh-huh. it gave me the creeps and it didn't scare me it didn't and it didn't cause me to have nightmares like some people might say about other movies, but um, it, it it it's just that creepy feeling all around. Yeah, I think it's clever, mm. and I think if people haven't seen it and they watch it, they'll be glad they did if they like horror. So that's. Oh, if you like horror, this is a really good movie. Um, like I said, I it's not that I dislike the movie. I think it's it's a very good movie. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's as good as The Witch. But it's yeah, close. True. And, and I, Maybe and I, an eight. And this is I think I, I feel I like independent horror movies a lot more when they're done this way than the big production movies because usually when it's a big production movies you have the uh, the what's called the um, producers and the and uh, you know Universal or or whoever <coughs> who's helping it out starting to meddle in the movie and. This is what you get out of a really good director, and you get from a good script and good actors. And it's, and you, I don't think it would have been as great if it was a, um, a big time release. Um, yeah, I like the independent aspect of it as well. I I don't think for a movie like this it matters much. Actually, for horror, I don't think it mostly matters because. Um, 
they are very much genre movies. But so look if at, you have a big budget, there's only so much you can do with horror. No, but look what I mean is is if you look at the mainstream movies right now that are horror, yeah. very little of the time are they rated R. And it doesn't have to be rated R to be scary, but they try to make it to where children can go watch it. And I feel like sometimes they compromise some of the stuff they can do or they, they dumb it down a little bit more. Or they add something that shouldn't be there, and so they lose some of the of the um, build up. I guess I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that they lose when they they have to try to market it for 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 kids, because um, that's what they do nowadays. It's very rare to see a Reddit yeah. R hardcore Reddit R. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it, it's less to do with budget, more to do with um, the kind of movie you're making. Like, for instance, um, there are new Alien movies coming out, mm-hmm. but that's not really going to be a horror movie. Like, you can say that because the first one's kind of a horror movie, mm-hmm. but after that, none of the Aliens were horror movies. Yeah, it turned into a... The first one was really a, a slasher movie. Um, the second ones, yeah, the, the third ones are more sci-fi. Yeah, the first one, they're you know locked in in, in this little place where there's um, a killer that they can't really see. So um, yeah, that's definitely a horror movie. And the second one is just an all-out war movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, the third I think one not so great. <laughs> Yeah, for budget-wise, I think it really depends on what kind of horror movie you want to make. Like, um, um, yeah, see, The Dark Tower, that's going to be a horror movie, but that's going to have a huge budget. Well, see, Dark Tower, though, is is more of a a mix of a lot of things. It's sci-fi, western, horror, it's a mixture of a lot of things. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're just making a horror movie, you don't need that big of a budget. Yeah. That's why most of these movies, like this one, doesn't. They don't have that big of a budget. The budget will go towards the actors if you're able to get a great veteran actor at, big least, names. at least one. Yeah. Like Brian Cox. I mean. Uh, yeah. He was he was the first Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> in uh, oh, in uh, Manhunter. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he was he was Hannibal Lecter before Anthony Hopkins was, and and even then, with Anthony Hopkins being Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins wasn't a known name in the United States at least uh, for film. At he was time, he was no, he was definitely. a stage he was a stage um, actor. Yep. And yeah. Of, yeah. And I, the movie it's being listed as an action adventure fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be more of the action in the sci-fi part. Um, then scary. Yeah. But um, yeah, budget-wise, like I said, it's just it, it depends on what you want to do. Well, they've I got McConaughey that... and, and Idris Elba yeah. in it, so that's where most of the, the money's going. But I'm sure. They're worth it. Yeah. Idris Elba's worth any money you throw at him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was really hoping they would cast him as James Bond. Billion dollar to make a movie, you're worth it. <laughs> I was too. 
I'll I'll like, I'll like be Idris as James Bond. Hell yeah, I'll watch. I don't even yes. watch James Bond movies, but I would watch James Bond movie with him. <laughs> I watch anything. Yeah, watch Luther. That's him being yeah. James Bond. Yeah, I love Luther. <laughs> um, anything, anything to add on um on the autopsy of Jane Doe? No, I would honestly say the twists are everything. The acting's superb. Watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you got through all this and um, you still don't want to watch, you still haven't watched it, uh, even though we kind of spoiled everything for you, I'd say go watch it. <laughs> so oh, we have, spoiler this is alert. One of those movies, um, it's it's just amazing to watch it. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't really like I I always think spoilers are really only for movies that are like completely rely on spoilers. On like on twists and stuff. Yeah, like can I ask you if you've seen Split yet? I have not. Yet. I haven't seen it yet. All right, everybody, be quiet then. <laughs> I, I every weekend I've been like, okay, I'm gonna go watch it, and then I something know. happens, and I'm I, like, I'm oh, trying man. to spoil uh, Split for Saul. Yeah, please. For the don't. last week, so for the good. last week, I've been sending him messages and going like, you know, um, at the end of Split, um, the ship hits an iceberg and Leo drowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of those movies. Like, if somebody spoils it for you, it's gonna really suck. So yeah, well, it's, it's M Night Shyamalan movie, so yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I will say about Split is this: uh, it's not really that much of a horror movie. Um, it's just a, a sort of yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah. Um, it's Shyamalan. It, yeah, and it's awesome, and um. Yeah, if you still have a chance to see it, definitely do. It should be coming out in um, Netflix and things probably soon. Well, I'll probably watch it before that because my wife wants to see it as well. But it's just we've had family, we've had things happen, and it's like yeah. Well, my I guess we're not really gonna watch it. it. Yeah. And I was surprised. And you say your husband doesn't like horror movies either, right? Right, and he loved it. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's something we want to watch. My sister-in-law wouldn't watched it. Um, she says she and she's she's like a total scaredy cat at, at anything like even lifetime movies are kind of scary for her. So, <laughs> um, so she says she liked it. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm pretty sure it's good, and I want to go watch it. Hopefully, we can go either today or tomorrow to go watch it. Especially, there's no football. Right. All right, guys. What is uh, this football? <laughs> football. Um. All right, guys. So, do you need any suggestions for next time? Um, I don't know. We can do um, the Santa Clarita thing, maybe, or um, I don't know anything. What I do want to do later on in the year is before October is revisit Stranger Things, and we can go back and do the first season of Stranger Things. I can't believe we have to wait till October for that. Exactly. We were we were actually going to do Stranger Things when it first came out. But yeah. that's right when, like, um, we were on another podcast at the same time with one of our friends, and he wanted to do it as well, and it kind oh, of... Oh, I had to convince you guys to watch it for the first day or two. No, you didn't have to I convince me. I, you didn't have to oh, convince I me. I just didn't have time to do it. Because it was Friday uh, when it came out, mm-hmm. and, you know, I get to see everything, like, in the morning, um, because everything is released on Netflix on the same day. Yeah. Like, on the same minute. So when something's released at midnight in the U.S., it's released at um, 9 a.m. here in the Netherlands. See, you're lucky in that. So, 
Yeah. So I had the day off, and it was on. So I just started watching at 9 a.m. And the only thing I was doing was sending messages to Jake and to Sal, going like, you guys have to watch this show. Stop everything you're doing and watch this show. And it took, I don't know, it took Jake like a couple of days to start watching it. And yeah. it took you a couple of days more, I think, even. I, I, started, um, I watched the first episode, like, think, two days after. Then, it, But, see, I started watching it. My wife's like, I don't want to watch. She doesn't really like watching that kind of – or any kind of like, horror movies, anything like that. Or like that. I'm like, oh, it's not horror. It's, it's – uh, it, I don't know what it is yet. Let me watch. So I started watching me. it. Yeah, it, I started watching it. And she was in, um, like, cleaning the room, and I was watching it. And she's like – and she sat down, and she, and she watched the ending of the first episode. And then she's like, she's like, put the next one on. <laughs> and and so we watched we watched it. We uh, for me it takes like two or three days to be able to watch a whole series because my wife wants to if she likes it she'll want to watch it all. But I can't watch it without her, so um, I'll be dead if I were to watch it without her. Cool. Yeah, it's a good one. So yeah, so really we'll, we'll we'll um, revisit. Uh, Stranger Things and and speculation for Stranger Things season two, um, and then we'll do Stranger Things season two later on. Um, new shows. I'm not really watching any new shows other than the ones that I already watch. Um, yeah. I'm gonna start Santa Clarita probably today. Same. Um. There's not really anything else that I. There's um there's a movie that I like and I don't know if if um. Nick will like it or not, but I had, I had shared it with Michelle was Hush. It's another yeah, independent that's movie. A good one. Uh, the only reason, and my wife actually picked it out because uh, it was yeah. during October, and that's the only month that she allows me to watch horror movies around her, um, like without without her, her without her telling me. She's like, I'll give you that one month, and um, we were in the room and we're like, let's watch a movie, and she's like, all right. So I went to Netflix, looked for things, and I saw this movie with five stars. I'm like. Oh, hey, okay. Well, look at this, and I look, and I reread it. We went through different titles, and no, no other title really kind of caught her as we looked at it. And it's it's basically just two characters the whole the whole movie. Um, there's some things that that I could have done without in the movie, but I think overall it's 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 pretty good. Um, right. Independent movie as well. And is it like um the was it the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode also called Hush? It's uh, no, it's no called. Could see. Well, it's called Hush because the main actress yeah, um, is uh, deaf, and so she can't hear anything going on. And there's a serial killer who is stalking her. Um, so she has to rely on all her other senses to kind of like to thwart him. Yeah, Hush is also one of the best episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. It's, Hush, um, is, Hush is directed by Mike Flanagan. Um, the guy did from Oculus. Sons of Anarchy? Mm-hmm. And did, did like Oculus, I think. Um, a couple other horror movies. I think the actress, the main actress is... I don't know if she's married to him or related to him or something like that. I'm, I think there's, there's something, but I'm not sure. Um, but uh, she actually followed me on, on, on Twitter because uh, I had said I had watched Hush and she, she followed me. I'm like, I wonder if uh, she just, oh. yeah, she. I wonder if she's trying to get people to watch the movie. Um, yeah, she's been married to Mike Langan since February 6th last year. There you go. So, 
Cool. So yeah, so that's a good movie. Um, I'm 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 really starting to like going into because um, I'm not gonna say how I watch the movies, but I will watch the movies. I'm looking more into too. I'm looking more into searching movies that I've never heard of. I'm looking to um, get the independent route more more likely now because I'm more satisfied with independent movies more, more often than not. So uh, yeah, I don't really like like some of them are just really bad, like bad acting. Yeah, and well, um, yeah, can't stand bad acting. Like you linked the uh, the one with the mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, have you seen that movie? It's from 1995, I think. It's called Mosquito. It's about radioactive. Really? It looks like it was made in the 70s. <laughs> I don't think I have. It's a like um I saw it way back in the, I think when it first came out. Um it stars Gunnar Hansen, which is Leatherface, and he uh it's a radioactive meteorite falls into a swamp where there's a bunch of mosquitoes and these mosquitoes just like uh, turn into these giant predators uh, going around eating on um, on humans. And there's this one scene that I sent to Nick and it's a mosquito going and, and sicking uh, his, uh, what is it called? A little, the, the sucker, uh, I don't know, I forgot what it's called, um, into the human sucking his blood out. But then all of a sudden his face like cringes in and his eyes pop out. <laughs> Oh my it's, goodness. it's pretty hilarious, um, but it's like it's it's a it's a bad movie. It's badly acted, and I freaking love that movie. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> one of those movies that is so bad it's good, but it's not really good. It's just bad. <laughs> so, uh, but I like watching it for some reason. So yeah. Oh. Um, I th- I believe next week, um, Nick and I will be part of Saturday Morning Nerds, the revival. Um, so <laughs> we'll, hopefully that can go through. Thank me. Yep. Then we'll be, we'll be, um, we're hopefully we'll be talking about runaways and the leading up to the new Hulu series. And, um, so we'll go out for that in case yeah. that happens. <laughs> cool. I'm not doing all the prep work this time, by the way. I used to do all the prep work and looking up all the news. Nope. You wanted to bring it back. You get to do all that. I didn't have to force anybody to do it. Everybody was seemed like, okay, let's do it. All right, guys. So um, we didn't really come up with a movie for next time around. Uh, but Go see Split. We'll see Split we and do, maybe uh, Santa Clarita, maybe. Or we can just do an episode of Supernatural, my favorite TV show. Yeah, everything, every, anything you, you bring up, there's an episode of Supernatural for it, for Nick. Right. That's because they're halfway through with their 12th season. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll 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 look for something. And if not, we'll do supernatural. <laughs> Certainly, but every horror thing that you can think of, there's a supernatural episode about it. All right, guys. Like a uh, corpse comes back alive. They Bam, did it. Supernatural episode <laughs> I get where it. Yeah. they find a corpse at the side of the road comes back alive it turns out it's um what's it called um prometheus <laughs> yeah he dies every day and then gets resurrected by um zeus to, oh, wow. come to die again and then they go and fight zeus i'm gonna watch santa clarita so we can <laughs> do that and so we want so that. we won't have to do supernatural <laughs> Yeah, because I have to, like six seasons behind. Oh, I love that show so much. I know. Much. 
been so far behind. All right, guys. So we'll we'll leave it there. We'll figure out what to do next time around. And um, if you guys leave us leave us messages, leave us, let us know what to do to get better. Um, you can email me at perspective at perspective.com perspective at gmail.com uh, or hit us up on Twitter um, at uh, at perspective and at nerdsftc. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Good day. Bye.